0: So, who is going to listen to us after four weeks?
1: Only the Faithful! Good evening, Ben. It's exciting times, guys. I am in Ben's hobby shed, surrounded by stuff from when I was really young, because Ben is really old. <laughs> ben, this is amazing. Look at all these books. It's, it's fantastic. I didn't even know you could read. No, what well, is the a surprising people. Yes. Or do you just absorb? Is there some kind of osmosis I'm going on for Warhammer hobby?
0: It's amazing that there's a whole shelf of rules that I don't know anything about. Absolutely.
1: Ah, uh, rules are overrated anyway. It's okay. So, welcome back. We've been away for four weeks. We're very sorry. Um, but uh, I was ill. And um, what were you doing? Oh yes, you had the interview. <laughs> uh, Ben's got himself an awesome new job. So congratulations, dude. Thank you, mate. That is good. So tonight, we will go, as ever, onto the Hobby Desk. Um, quite uh, a lot of stuff has happened on the Hobby Desk, uh, as you would hope. Maybe you could even say twice as much as normal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting that. Uh, then we will go into the Galaxy of War. Um, we were actually kind of looking for what we talk about in the Galaxy of War, but we've got Kill Team, so thank you, Games Workshop. I'm on the nick of time. Oh, and Monopoly.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> the Mortal Realms, nothing really going on there. Um, mm. And so moving on. <laughs> so the Mortal Realms, we've got Soul Wars, we've got Black Coaches, we've got Nighthorn Stormcast, which are just corn in a different way, and um, <laughs> and the magic as well. So lots to talk about there. Hail to the community and into the wild. Ben and I are actually going to GeekFest tomorrow. So we're really hoping to find some actually interesting people for you guys to listen to. Instead of us just whithering on. So, um, Yeah, sounds like it's going to be a good one. I'm yeah. excited. I'm surrounded by cool stuff. Um, hopefully Joe's going to pop in with a hot drink at any
0: minute. Yeah, but if she does, she might go on about the Stormcast with cloaks.
1: Yeah, well, we're not having any of that. Let's <laughs> shut the door. Guys... We're going to wait for Joe and the refreshments, but you guys go grab some refreshments and join us on the Hobby Desk.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to... Uh, Ben's, hobby desk. Ben's, Ben's hobby desk. Ben's actual hobby desk, which I've tidied, especially for this occasion. The thing about the podcast is it gets me to tidy my hobby desk, which <laughs> otherwise is a total crappy. <laughs> <laughs> like, the paints go back onto the rack and everything. It's quite remarkable. So we've got a Very nice, impressive. nice tidy hobby desk, and um, we have got a lot to talk about. So, what? Where do we start? We've got a list. Do you want to go first on me?
1: Well. I think you can go
0: first. Let's get it out of the way for the Let's <laughs> get it out of the way. So, um, the first couple of weeks, I was working on my Space Horse, which, um, which I love painting my Space Horse, but they are hard work, because I, I just don't, I cannot relax with them. So, um, it takes me so long to do each one, but it this time around, it was the characters, so it was all about just lavishing that extra time onto them. Um I was really excited about how those guys turned out. Um, and I was very excited because a couple of them got spotted by the Warhammer community team. So, um. they look
1: amazing though. And I've been fortunate enough to see them now in the flesh and they just look even better. I I just love it. I love, I really like you've like, you've managed to capture space wolves in the Primaris, like, yeah, with with but you've used all the elements. So you you've done the subtle bits of like the wolf tail here, and you've not gone mental. But then the paint scheme as well, and you've thought about the markings, and you've painted up the markings so that ties in. And then even the basing and the bit of weathering, the bit of even I think the snow really helps. The fact you've gone with snow as well. Um,
0: well that was the cross session altogether. we had right at the start, wasn't it? Well, what, it was almost the fastest response I've ever got from you. What what basin should I have on my space walls? Snow! <laughs> and you're right because I think I think actually I often think that it, I try to contrast my base with the model. So if I've got a bright model, I try to go for a dark base. Or if I've got a dark model, I go for a bright base. But with the space walls, I think even though they're quite a bright chapter, a space wall grey can be a bit much. I think sometimes. Well, and also
1: you haven't just got white, have you? You've got like the earthy stuff underneath yeah. that's
0: sort of showing through. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really chuffed with them actually. Um particularly happy with the, um, with the two lieutenants. And I had a, had a shot of going, doing non metal metallics, which, um, so I thought the metallic elements on cloth and on like the, the banner, I didn't want to do them in metallic paints because that kind of doesn't make sense to me. So I thought it was a perfect opportunity to have, have a go at doing them. And they didn't turn out as catastrophic as I thought they were going to. Um, <laughs> But I certainly got an idea of how much. It's kind of in a weird kind of way, it was reassuring that I had some of the principles there. But it was also a bit like oh, I've got so far to go. <laughs> but they, yeah, so that was quite exciting. But you're,
1: you so doing them. You've you know we've talked a lot about you. Know, what color should you do this? What color should I? What color are the markets And as those things establish themselves, naturally, future ones will get quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's something I really like about <laughs> just collecting corn fridge. I know exactly the recipes I'm going for yeah um what I'm doing. it okay, so I've tried a few different things recently, but that I think is
0: really useful yeah, and it'd be the same thing for your, your i think um I think I'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a I can sit for far too long looking at a model thinking, what am I gonna do with that when they're the ones that I really care about, and particularly with the Space walls, I can get myself in a right, oh, what, oh should I have done that? Or what colour would I do this? Whereas for the other two weeks, I've been doing my Stormcast, and I just didn't. I didn't hesitate. I just laid down... So we all noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just <laughs> laid down like the main colour, and then just go for it. To be honest, like
1: the new Stormcast book, there's loads of stuff about Sigma, has this issue around the reforging, and is there a pro- he should just be like, Ben, sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be it
0: chaos yeah. would be done before it, it's, it's nice to it's nice to speed paint actually, it is nice to sort of let your hair down a little bit proverbially and, and get on with it because sometimes I think when you're trying to get through the sort of backlog that I've got I, I can't do everything the same as my space horse so I have to pick, I mean I thought the orcs were going to be easy and then I ended up being an idiot about it and really like, spending hours doing every single one and that, that just was not the reason why I chose Orcs. <laughs> no, but at the same time, though, dude, they're done. They are, yeah. Like you, honestly, your
1: your output this year alone is just insane. It's it's incredible what you've painted and all to a a high standard. Really, I mean, obviously, how you judge high like standards depends where you put yourself, but in an army painting, especially. You know the orcs look fantastic. You've got to be really proud of those. The necromunda stuff you've done. You've got to be proud of that. The blood bowl goblins, excellent. You know the 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 stormcast, really, really good. Because you're using techniques and that brush control. Your brush control doesn't change whether you're painting like for your space or your your stormcast. You're still equally good at placing the paint where you want it.
0: Hmm. I think. um I think, in some ways, doing the things sort of doing a tough model or unit and then doing a freer unit you've got you've got to sort of sit down I think me and rob Rob Jones from umsort of Plymouth are talking about it a while back about how you should throw in a character and just say "I'm going to paint this as best as i can or and the the paints competitions in store for him are how he does it because it slows you down and it makes you focus and then that and you do. Learn extra brush control. You do get better at paint, that paint, pacement doing those things, I think. And then, and then you can relax into, you know, those things are still there when you go onto the easy or the more relaxed models. Uh, yeah. I, well, I think, especially with the space wolves, I think you do
1: really, really well painting through the tears of, of the weeping because you got bitch slapped by Magnus <laughs> and don't, and don't have a codex yet. I think. I think, do you know, it's hard, it was quite hard to keep a straight face going into that with you then.
0: <laughs> it's much easier when you're down the other end of a phone. But you're not wrong. I mean, talk about dangling that carrot. Like, what's it? At least four weeks now. Oh, child. I need my book. I need it. Come on. you got to be Bjorn about book. this. Need it, need, 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 need it, need it. Um, I think the thing that I've been most excited about is my second edition model. Actually, yes, because that I got a bit excited about that and spent far. It's like a Space Marine like pygmy. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really Next to the to Primaris, all? it's ridiculous. So at least uh, was well, so your phone just called? Microphone.
1: Oh, oh! Who didn't put their phone on silent? That's because Definitely normally I'm talking to
0: you on it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh wait, this is this message is more interesting than uh
0: than you. Hang on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the um, oh, you've totally thrown me off. Now, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm <gasps> sorry. Yeah, I got a bit ridiculously excited about that. So I, was, I came in here to paint something. I don't even remember what now. And I, I think, I think it was a spacewalk Wolf Retainers or something. I just couldn't be. I couldn't muster the energy to do all that fine highlighting. So I ended up blending on a two, second edition model. So I just pulled it out of the shelf and thought oh, it'd be quite cool to do him. And like six hours later, I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then went on eBay. I was like, I need all the space balls that I never bought as a child. <laughs> um, it got a bit ridiculous. It did get a bit ridiculous. It turns out the plastic close combat weapon sprues roughly the equivalent of Sigma's tears in rarity. <laughs> I, know, I, think, I think we might we'll have to do our first ever Patreon just to fund <laughs> your
1: close combat weapons, sprues.
0: But I've got them all now, so it's, little things like the old Space Wolf back banners, like Ragnar's one with two banner poles are flipping ridiculous to get hold of. I've got three Ragnar black mains. None of them with the backpack that I wanted. <laughs> so I ended up having to get Another one-off of one of the guys from the Bodmin Club. Um, I was very excited that he had both of his banner poles because I mean the the two banner poles and the second edition one it is is so much a part of Ragnar Blackmane and it was it was going to come down to me modelling them which would never have looked as good. So that was really exciting and now I've got them all. I'm going to have to sort of shoehorn them in because to to do that second edition army that I never had but coveted so much. As a as a kid, it's kind of like a little dream. It is a little dream, I know. but I can't spend six hours on every flipping. Yeah, but you won't because it,
1: you you naturally batch paint batch painting yeah. will speed that process up, and then getting used to it speed it
0: up. You but, won't be thinking, "Oh, what color should I do that?" Uh, and what were people most excited about uh, the whole model was the Goblin Green base. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> 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 He's bringing me up.
1: Flipping heck! Spent <laughs> ages on this.
0: They like the base. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it, it's quite. a... am actually quite fond of the base. In fairness, looking at it, even against the other ones, which is which is so modern, it kind of has a way of holding its own, doesn't it? In a weird sort of. What's cool is uh, the, my
1: overall impression of it was like. So, if you were to say to me about painting one of those Space Marines, so that is the model that I. Famously dipped in paint, <laughs> right? So, but if you had talk to me about these missions, I'd be like, "Oh, why? Why would you want one well, that they're like really old and they're nothing like good But I've just seen him in on the shelf, and I'm like, "He is cool <laughs> because he's still a space marine." Yeah, Are
0: you know, he's like a mini space marine. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's perfect for the, they're perfect for statues. i actually think because I got a spare sort of few. Yeah thinking of having like a couple on... Mind you, haven't said that. No, N- not anymore, you not won't. Anymore. <laughs> not <laughs> because, now. No, not after the statues we've just seen. So, oh, my days. That's so, Well, we should do that later. But that's quite exciting, isn't it? It's is very exciting. Very so, exciting. I'm excited because it feels to me, from where I've been sat, that you've had a bit of a painting epiphany. Like something... Like the, the flaws on... The silver tower, they cogs and they move and they shift and the rooms sort of... It's like you've come together and there's been a, a corridor that has down Head Down Here written on it. And you've rattled your way down it and knocked out my two favourite units in your entire corner. I mean.
1: Yeah, so the Skull Reapers and the Wrathmungers have, uh, have Which appeared. Which I even remember the names of now. Yeah, because I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about them so much. What's been really cool is... I've, I've genuinely enjoyed a little bit of experimentation on them, which is not like me at all. I'm very, um, methodical and I just go boom, boom, boom. I'm using, I even referenced it just now, didn't I? When I said about I love knowing what techniques I'm going to use. Yeah. But what I've really enjoyed. So the first thing and the thing I've enjoyed the most, skin tones. So, and, but by no means, like I was looking, I was looking at the heavy metal different skin tones and I was like, oh, so far to go. But. I've really enjoyed doing it. I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed having like the brighter skin because it breaks it up. Yeah, it just breaks it up. So when you're doing skin, which is for me is the bit I'd probably have to fight through the most. Yeah, it, it breaks it up, and I and I won't lie, like painting the darker skin, it's just a lot quicker and a lot easier. Um, and and then it's really nice. Like you told me about doing like the screamer pink glaze over the really
0: yeah
1: pale one, and I that helped Screamer Pink
0: glaze far too often. Well.
1: I was listening to, oh dear, episode 13 or 14. Hey, go and listen to them both. You know, there we go. <laughs> of Pro Painted. And they were talking about glazes and yeah. skin and different glazes. And, um, and I thought that that was really interesting actually listen to the, to their thoughts on it. So that was good. Um, enjoyed doing that. I'm really looking forward to bulking out my reavers because,
0: because you don't have enough.
1: No, well, I've got thirty six yeah, painted. Yeah, clearly not enough. Not even close. Um <laughs> And and they they are all Caucasian skin, all the same skin tone, exactly the same. Um And
0: you were going to do little like. Blocks so I'm going to do color, blocks yeah. of others now, yeah. which
1: will be interesting.
0: I think I'd do a re- go a long way to breaking up that huge mob. Yeah, like color wise. So
1: that's the one thing is is the skin tones. So the next thing I. Went back and tried out using my wet palette again, Mm. and I I really enjoy it. I find... Why I like it is because I find, like, I get the paint to the consistency I want to edge highlight, and it stays at that consistency for a longer period of time, so... I don't have any shocks where I'm like trying to put it on and it's not coming off the brush. And I just find that flow better. And I've actually just yesterday received in the post my everlasting wet palette, which is like a some kind of Kickstarter thing where I was just flicking through Facebook. And then the next minute I had about 35
0: pounds less than I had
1: <laughs> moments before.
0: That's, um, that's been something that's come out. Is it the red, red something? That's the one. Yeah. Um, lots of the red grass games.
1: Yeah. I think lo- lots of people pick that up. So. So I haven't tried it yet, but you know, and, and I think it's one of those things you've got to find what works for you. So there will be people. Well, there are. We know, you know, Tommy talks about, um, wet pack because he's not, he, well, in the interview you, you have with him that he kind of gave, he wasn't that keen on them. And Tommy's an incredible painter. So there are people that are incredible painters and won't use one. And you know, no, no. And then. You know, but for me, I found it's brought a little bit more enjoyment to the painting process. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to invest in that. So I really liked using that and doing the edge highlights a bit finer. Um, doing the edge highlighting on the brass stuff, which I hadn't been doing. Um, and then there's the blood. So I started using that on them now. And, and this is all stuff. Like if you'd asked me a couple months ago, I'd be like, I don't bother with all that. Just get on the table and I'm, I've really enjoyed it. And actually, and the basing as well, doing the basing, which is... And if I get one of my Skull Reapers and one of my old Blood Reavers, I'm Mm. like, which kid painted this Blood Reaver? Because he needs a slap. (laughs) You know, and they're not shocking, but they will pop better once they've got their base and the blood on. So I've loved It's the Orcs. The Blood Bowl Orcs, I think, did it. Spent yeah. ages on them and I used the video, Duncan's video. Yeah. And they're great, mate. You, you, not, I'm not, no holds barred. They're excellent. Like, I they loved really painting are. those. And then, like, the Lord of the Rings orcs. And it's like, it's almost like <laughs> I was looking through my miniature shelves and you get to the shelf where those blood gold orcs are. It's like somebody else. And I, it's, it's, I think it's the enjoyment in
0: the end. I, I think it's changed. I think sometimes. I'm always talking about this a lot of time, but you just completely ignore me. But sometimes it's different to paint something different. Um, and I don't know. ignore you. Yes, you do. I you get it, it, but you got me.
1: so, like you were saying just now, right? Your your sort of dream is to get those armies done, like that you would have liked from your childhood.
0: Yeah, that's my yeah? idea. Because yeah,
1: because you're old and you want <laughs> to kind of reconnect okay so so for me (laughs) for me my dream when i was growing up was massive battles of painted figures and not you know a little bit from there a little bit from here all thrown together like you don't you don't get your socks and just wear whatever do you You match them up well you do but you're old (laughs) and senile (laughs) so um so anyway I threw myself off with a stupid sock idea that makes no sense at all. In my head, it had lots more sense, but it doesn't make any sense. Basically, I want to play big games. And when games such were like, oh, Apocalypse, and you know, you can just get everything from your collection and all the bits. And I was like, what the hell? No, don't do that. Proper big armies. So I find it very hard because I don't paint. I literally... I'm just in a place at the moment where, time-wise, because we've had yeah, this conversation yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah. I just don't have the time to put to painting on the level, which means that I can comfortably go, right, I'm going to paint that different unit. That because I am I just want... Yeah, but it doesn't need to be a
0: unit. It'd yeah,
1: but th- anything, any time.
0: C- we
1: even said earlier, like, I was like, I want to go to Warhammer World more, but the problem is if I'm driving there and it's two and a half hours yeah. of hobby time that's not painting...
0: Yeah.
1: Um... But I've been chasing this dream forever, so I get there one day.
0: Yeah, it is it is a it's interesting, isn't it, because um everyone has their everyone has their little hobby goal, that little thing that sort of sits in the back of their head that they just an itch that they need to scratch that once they've scratched I think you feel a bit more complete. Mm. For some people it'll be a trophy at Golden Demon, for others it'll be just a painted army. Um, I think your big chaos army is is a properly good goal. But if I was you, I think I'd be cycling through the different gods. That's all I'm saying. Because I think I couldn't, I couldn't. I, I've got a lot of respect for you because I could not have painted corn for a year and a half straight. I, I couldn't have done it, mate. I'd by this point, I would, I would have gotten my corn red. I'd have stuck it in a like of makeshift mortar and fired it into that field because I wouldn't want to see that colour again. It does <laughs> so much of it, it's ridiculous.
1: Well the thing is it's going it's got broken up a little bit recently, so painting the Lord of the Rings orcs was great fun. Yeah. Because they are not red. But you taught me to army paint
0: pit in your original orcs.
1: Yeah. But these ones I went like a dick That's the thing, it's getting that extra stage in. So what I really liked about Duncan's video for the blood bowl orcs. Yeah. This is a good example. So, on my blood reavers, when I did the metal, I painted them lead belcher, I washed them agrax, I then went back in covering most of the blade except the recesses with iron breaker, and then I edged them with rune fang steel because at the time. That was as bright as you That was as bright yeah. as you can hit, right? Okay. But then, on the gold, I would just do them Balthazar, agrax, sycorax bronze or like over without the edge yeah, yeah, yeah. so what what Duncan did with his metal is he went lead belcher wash and then just edged it with Stormho silver yeah but really neatly yeah and that looks so much better
0: yeah I, I but actually agree, you've yeah.
1: knocked a whole stage out yeah which you can then spend that time putting the edge highlight onto the gold yeah so then you've got two things which look better for the same period of time yeah
0: I'm I'm a big fan now of that kind of metal because i i used to do bolt gun and bolt gun wash with the black ink and then literally only leave the cracks go back in with bolt gun again then chainmail then mithril and i've carried that exact thing over and now i I quite often paint it a flat colour wash it and edge highlight it. and if i want a lighter steel i'll start with a lighter steel and mm. use a different wash and then if i want it shinier um i'll Make put like a edge highlight on, and then do point lights, and and I find that that's so much less effort, but gets such a better result out of it because you're trying to make the metal look shiny. So why you don't want it to look flat, do you? And now it's bloodthirster time. Oh,
1: mate, I'm on my bloodthirster. At last. I could literally not believe you hadn't done bloodthirst. I just couldn't. I know. Well, I'm. I'm just. So I've Got done on, all the skin metal, now. It? That's all highlighted up and everything. You got an
0: old metal one, have Yeah, just right there, down to here, in that box. In here, on the plastic pack, This yeah. thing, yeah, it's a proper age in that. What? Oh my
1: goodness, that's not. Is that its wings? No, that's the wings off something else. Yeah, it is, but I don't have the original goodness wings. Me. But. In fact, the the axes and wings are off one thing, and anyway, very cool. But yeah, so the bloodthirster. I've been using the airbrush a bit more on
0: the bloodthirster. Yeah, but you've been. U- In fact, his body's been cutting up as well. This is a full conversion eBay stuff that my brother got and airbrush. I inherited. Um, airbrushing, airbrushing. Yeah, you've been using. You've been trying to practice to get the airbrush into because I'm, I'm at the stage that you were at like ages ago. Whereas I, I just put the base coat down and then I'll do everything else with another with, another, with the brush every other color. Because you've been trying really hard to do more than just one colour haven't you the silver and the gold on one thing all, both. yeah yeah,
1: that's what I've been looking at just to speed A to speed up and also like on the bloodthirster's skin because the areas are bigger trying to do the transitions with the airbrush so yeah. even like his six pack thing is doing the base coat and then using the airbrush on the lighter points and then just going back in with the brush for a bit of edge highlighting and you know that again there'll be people that are like "What wow, that's simple and there'll be people who are like, whoa. <laughs> but it's just pushing it. And also, it was about time I bought a Harder and Infinity, the CR Plus. And I'm not going to lie, I would say probably 60% of that decision process was based on the fact it had a shiny red handle. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks really sexy and I like it.
0: <laughs> so,
1: but it is actually, thankfully, quite a nice brush
0: to use. <laughs> so that's oh, good. good. It is, weird. It's one of those products where if you got it and it was crap, you'd be gutted. Well, yeah. Or, or rather, not crap, no better than your 100 good one.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I picked up the um, the Minotaur Ghost Tints as well. well I'm really
0: excited else. about giving those a go.
1: Yeah, well, so far, I've gone crazy with them. I've just used them on some rocks. In fact, that's another thing. This is your fault. You're just making me like a conscious, conscientious painter now. So I was doing the rocks on my latest corn, and I was like so normally it's just um dawnstone whole rock solid dawnstone and then uh drybrush Astronomicon grey and drybrush white now it's oh flipping heck it's even another stage i added on the last one so the whole base is got the sand on so i brush the sand with the with the steel legion brown colour yeah, on yeah, the yeah, sand yeah, oh. yeah. Then I get my airbrush out and I get Mechanica Standard Grey, and I base coat the rock with that. Now that already, that's again, that's me. And it sounds—I mean, I'm sure to some it's really simple, but it, I normally I wouldn't use the airbrush for that. I'd use the brush because I don't want to go over the sand that I've done. But that's where I've been trying to control what I'm doing that's a bit a good more. It's place
0: to practice because the bleed could also be rock dust. That you can exactly,
1: exactly. And there's always the fact I slap a load of snow on, so yeah, 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 it's yeah. it's back to me old weathering maxim where it's like don't matter if you miss just weather it up so I spray it with the Mechanicum standard gray so that's nice dark gray then go in with the astronomical gray again sorry the dawnstone again airbrushing but more patchy mm. as well um and then before i go with the dry brush i got the Minotaire green ghost tint mm. and also the purple and just fired it in a few bits and this really wise person taught me about Purple on Rocks when we built an awesome Lord of the Rings board. Do you remember doing that? We built it that did, Lord of the Rings yeah, board yeah. and we were up at like two in the morning Oh my! Days. and I was pretending to eat the flipping, the mix of like sand and stuff. Well, it did look like oatmeal in fact. It did. It, 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 and you it. had the old, the, you know, that pinnacle of... Airbrush spray gun technology that was the Games Workshop hand flamer. <laughs> I'm still i am still caught that. What? <laughs> Don't let me see yeah, it. I'm no going to burn do. it for all the trouble it's caused oh, me no, as no, a customer no, no. service. Oh, it's got a... Is, it, is it here? Is it here? Don't mind us, guys.
0: There it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there it
1: is. Oh, my goodness. This thing. Oh. <laughs> How many parents did I try and convince that it was them and and, <laughs> and not the tool itself? Well, there it is. So anyway, we used that to spray some kind of purple onto the rock. So I did the same, and then just did the dry brush of the. Uh, nobody's listening now. They're interested in this so that they can't such, even see. It's
0: such a bad airbrush. Yeah. There's no give on that anyway. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, it wasn't an ever an airbrush. It was a base coating spray gun. Yeah. But it still wasn't brilliant at that, to be honest. Right. I, Yeah. Anyway. It was cool that it looked like a flamer, though. Yeah. That was really ace. And it was also funny. Do you remember they did the April's Fools, where they built one that was like four of them and then pretended you could just load the colours in and go, shh, and spray them on or? No, I don't remember finished. that.
0: Don't that was quite funny. So, um.
1: is <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll take a photo of that. So yeah, a lot more going into and to be honest, a lot of it's not taking that much longer.
0: No, I think um I, I, I think sometimes those extra little things it's about value for money, isn't it? It's it's about what you gain extra for that tiny bit of bit of work. And mm. yes, yeah, so what it takes if you're doing ten bases, is it gonna take you any longer to whack your airbrush out and do them than it is to dry brush them? Possibly. But that extra fifteen, twenty minutes is 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 fifteen twenty minutes well invested? I think. Well, and the other novel move I've made is I used to sit
1: at one end of my hobby because for those I don't
0: you used funny, to hide in I, the corner. I don't like really
1: a- share pictures of my hobby room because I know that I'm very lucky, and I I almost I'm almost a bit embarrassed because I'm very fortunate because I've got a room of the house which is mine, and I've been able to build like a a games table in there, and I've got and I've got a three meter long basically kitchen worktop hobby desk yeah. because it means that when you come or dan or tom or ben they don't have to like squeeze on the end and feel like they don't fit they've got their own painting station yep. just gonna say when you come and podcast with me we both have big comfy chairs don't we ben
0: what are you talking about well, that chair just... is comfy
1: it, it it's comfy but i haven't got that rocking action like you've got going on there all oh, right okay so uh,
0: i won't think back. about I, that uh,
1: for next time you want me to get another chair yeah that's where i'm going with this Right. Okay. Right. Well
0: if I get another chair maybe, that means
1: you've got to come down more often. Well maybe we could do it alongside the Patreon for your little um close combat weapons. <laughs> get me a chair.
0: The <laughs> Patreon damn chair. The- <laughs> In fairness, they would expect you to come down and record here more often. Like, well, there we go. Yeah, it could like sponsored
1: visits to your your hobby chair. <laughs> so um anyway, I've got this sort of three meter thing. And I used to sit at one end painting. In my little zone, in the corner. and my airbrush was at the other end. And do you know what? Funnily, now that I sit at the other end by the airbrush, I use it more. Yeah, Can you believe that? Well, yes, yeah. That's probably why I use mine because it's right there next to me. <laughs> the only problem with having such a big hobby desk, and it's you know first world problem. I can't reach everything from where I'm sat, but it's not so bad because I got wheels on
0: my chair, so I can move. Yeah, wheeled chairs are seriously one of the best inventions that we ever come up with this actually. I'm I
1: was considering the other day and this genuinely as well, I'm not even just saying this to be to try and come across funny. Um <laughs> <just a> ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. I of put putting in a bit of laminate flooring where or my chair is like it's slide easier.
0: Or when I knock over paint stuff it doesn't damage the carpet. Yeah. Sorry man.
1: Don't worry. Tom came the other day and just like he must have used fifty percent. Of the Citadel paint range, and it was just <laughs> everywhere, and I had to put it all back in alphabetical I'm, order.
0: I'm actually really, really trying to. I paint a lot on the kitchen table, but you, you know, because it means I can socialise with everyone, and I'm not out here like a hermit. But I take a little tray of paints, and I'm really, really trying of getting a tray of paints, and that is the tray of paints I am going to use for my model or for my unit. And then taking them in and not coming in to use another, I find I did that first with my Orcs and I found that really helpful because then you don't go mental and and end up with like a million colours. So you should get one of the um, the Hobby Zone,
1: like you know the we, the painting stations we used to sell. Yeah, or well, Hobby Zone do one, and it, I've got it. Obviously, <laughs> I've got one of the old painting stations. Yeah, but the Hobby Zone one is like white and new and.
0: Oh, you're such a... And it's got little
1: bits to hold everything. Oh, it's brilliant. Just saying, right? Just I'm not I'm not going to lie. Who had Hobby Zone stuff and talked about it? Me. Yeah. Now look who's got Hobby Zone stuff. Yeah.
0: Don't doubt me. No, well, I, but Power. I, I think I aged significantly putting this stuff together, though. Oh, gosh, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you've well, ever built foreground buildings, which... Yes, there's a lot to them, but they're a joy because you're building a lovely building. And then you think, oh, I'll get some hobby zone. By the end, I'm like, <laughs> Like I've stuck my left hand to my face with an elastic band around it. And it's all just gone crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Are but- you there trying to move us song because you've like realised I'm wittering?
0: No, but I, I do think we ought to move on. <laughs> That's enough because- for you. Because you're wittering. Oh, you're not wearing. That, so I'm joking, right? Let's. Be... <laughs> and, and next, we're going to talk about.
1: And I need to walk around a bit because this flipping uncomfortable chair. Oh, oh dear.
0: Would you, would you like a pair of slippers?
1: Actually, that would be wonderful, guys. Thank you for joining us for the hobby desk. I'm going to go get some slippers. <laughs> <laughs> but While well, I think about the grim darkness of the far future, in that darkness. There are no slippers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dan, You you all right? You want to record a podcast?
1: Welcome to the grim darkness of the far future, <laughs> where I was completely paying attention <laughs> to what we were doing. Guys, welcome back. Um We are, well, as you'd imagine, still in Ben's hobby shed. And I'd just seen something interesting, which was a box of space marines. And when I opened it, there was a, a group of British Napoleonic soldiers in there. Didn't Quite a few of
0: them. Five mil, I think. I'm not sure. Well, they looked cool. So they were interesting, but I have they are actually they're got not that in the space That's the second edition. Hmm. I've got them somewhere. They came in that box. Very exciting. Back Absolutely. from 1836. They are when horrific. They <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not joking though. The, the, the second edition multi-part space marine plastics are horrific. Can it's they like, be considered multi-part? I suppose there they was did. The, the, body, the body came separate and it, I think the head was attached to the body, but the body came separate from the legs. And Did the it? arms sit yeah yeah on well, plastic yeah 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 are you sure absolutely positive i can get them attached yeah I, I, i'd like you to do that you would yeah you serious
1: yeah i'm absolutely oh, serious Move
0: you and i'll get them out where well, you can start talking about what's coming out absolutely <laughs> fine and now i've got your chair
1: thank oh, you very much i'm not really interested in them space brains
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted my chair Ha-ha!
1: i've got the chair of power so in the
0: far future there are kill teams apparently dude i am well difficult to know which part i'm most excited about about this it's quite a lot to digest isn't it
1: i have to be honest i'm going to say this now like uh, as a as a hobbyist that collects the the whole spectrum of things yeah i'm i'm just completely overwhelmed at the moment like i'm really pleased that games workshop you know i i feel like i can see the idea which is that you know, it doesn't matter. If you're just an AOS collector, you're going to have something that excites you. If you're just a 40k collector, you're going to have something that excites you. Shade Spire as well is getting some, you know, and that's great because it, it keeps people's interests. Um, as somebody who likes it all and, you know, of course you've just got to accept you can't have it all. I'm just totally, it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot and it's a lot when you consider. So, so things such as, so, AOS, Once Upon a Time, Soul Wars, which has come out, would be the boxed game
0: for, the the, year. for yeah.
1: this year. Yeah. So so we've got that. We know there's a Lord of the Rings box on the way.
0: A of Titanic. No, we're, we're fairly sure. Well, that, it, that's what they said. Yeah, well, got, yeah, but unexpected box set is all they said. Oh, I see what you mean. So you might not be... It could just be a box of plastic Numenoreans for all we know. I, I don't know. But I think... Yes, there is a potential for that, but even yeah. if it's not, you still now got Soul Wars, Kill Team, Renegade, um... Titanicus, Titanicus, Rogue Trader. That's five, mm. not including Lord of the Rings. And I completely agree. It's it's. There was a time where releases came out, and there was a lot of them I could just let go by. I think ah, no, I'm not not massively interested in that. I might buy the Codex, but now. That kill team stuff's come out, and there's a lot of it, and I want a lot. Yeah. And it's actually, I, I love, there's some really excellent concepts. Like, I love this army, um, board in the box. Yeah. So you get a sector, Mechanicus, or Imperial, or whatever. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that we're going to see in the future army specific sectors. So you'll get like a Tau 1 you'll get an Eldar one, you'll get an Orc one, because I think that would be brilliant, and uh-huh. an excellent way for them to launch those products. And a, what is it? look like two-foot by three-foot board? It's roughly what it. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it was something like that.
0: And I just love that whole concept. Really, really do. But the box sets, I think my, there's a lot to digest, isn't there? Because it's a completely new rule system. It talks about alternating turn stuff so it, it, I wonder how much it's going to be similar to Necromunda or Armageddon um, but there's advancement rules which have been taken from I think both the AOS skirmish and what's um, oh, the one where you advance with your little leader and Path, to, Path glory. to Glory and um, the new Lord of the Rings battle battle companies Mm-hmm. So there's, there's such a lot of good stuff in there, good ideas that are and it's it's a release that we knew was coming, but I never thought it was gonna be that big.
1: I thought no. it was gonna be
0: a book. When they said fully supported, it's a flipping, they've made a model case. Yeah. It's a kill team model case. It's ridiculous. They've lit, it's not just fully supported, it is every well it is, it's fully supported and they've actually meant meant that completely. Um
1: I for me it's the terrain. It's oh, that cathedral so stuff. it's so nice. I just... I've always... And I do aspired, love a statue. Yeah. yeah. So I do love so yeah, the I've always aspired to have a proper city fight. Yeah. Terrain. And that is just amazing. It and is. what's really nice is it allows you to make very distinctly different um, sectors of your board.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could get the Mechanicum sector... Box with the with the because I think it's going to be a card base like the mm. the, the ones that they've already which done, which actually
1: is a lot better than. Excuse me, a lot better than I thought it was going to be when I
0: saw the quality of it. Well, oh, the card ones, yeah, yeah. I was I've been really when they first released them, I was a bit like, oh, it's a card, really?" But actually, when I got them and had a look at them, I haven't bought them, but when I got them out in store and had a look at them, I, I was pleasantly surprised by how robust they were, and they've been out on the. Plymouth board for a good month or two, and they didn't show much sign of. Well, it's very rough in there as well, so you know. I know, Rob can't look after anything. No,
1: <laughs> he's lucky he hasn't come into work found it up on bricks.
0: But there they are, the um plastic. Ah, the plus. space Marines. So the you get the body and the head are together, and the, the oh, legs. Yeah, I see. Yeah, the legs are separate, and then you have the arms. Now, the head for me these were like a, a whole generation behind the Rogue trader ones
1: the yes.
0: rtbo ones as much as they don't like there's not as much little details in these are better but the posability the you know the fact that you could have the head facing in different directions that the arms fitted the bolt guns on these when you get them in the hand just they they don't fit on the body you have to trim the back of the bolt gun off of them uh. it, it, it's not Probably the worst product they've ever made. I'm not, and I will stand by that. Well, no, sorry. no. Yeah, I stand corrected. The airbrush is being brandished at me, and that is definitely the worst thing they've ever made. <laughs> but there we go. I've only got five of those. I didn't want any more of that. That's just a. Ah, very cool. So,
1: yeah, the, the terrain, I really, really like the terrain. Yeah. I like the sound of the game. I think what's quite clever in some respects, is that the game is a different rule set. So it allows you to... So I was talking to Chris um Goff. He came around the other day. And the thing that really... His hobby thing is rule sets. He just loves trying out different mechanics and different ways things work. Mm. So where perhaps you might go to scratch that itch to another manufacturer, actually within the setting of 40K... And with that quality miniatures offering, you've got another rule set, if Mm. that's your thing. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be similar enough that, you know, it ain't going to blow your mind.
0: Do you think it will replace Armageddon? Do you think Armageddon will just stop being supported? Can you still buy it? I think it's, I don't know actually. That's a very good question. It was a very odd release that, because it. I think I know what happened. I think that, because they released the scenery and they wanted something to. But around the scenery, so they thought. I don't know what we'll do. We'll release this rule set to go with it, and it'll be the kill teams. But what happened? And they've said as much. Is the Necromunda guys or the Forge World saw the new scenery and went, "We have to do Necromunda flat out," and that needs to be the scenery. And um, and then I think Necromunda kind of took it took it over, didn't it? Yeah, that's what I think happened. Uh, yeah. But what I like about it is it gives you it gives you a chance to have a go at another. Model kit without going neck deep into another army. It's uh. Get that PG.
1: Yeah, that's why I was <laughs> laughing. Uh, um, <laughs> it's a bit, it links back to what you were saying that you, for me, really, about doing other things.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I've got so many models here that I could turn into a kill team. I've got no intention of doing an army of them, but I totally do a chaos kill team. I don't want to do an army of them, because I don't want to go out and buy the book and buy all that gribbly-looking shite. and, <laughs> and I, To paint a whole army of Nurgle would be just a bit much, whereas to paint a kill team of Nurgle, where you can lavish the detail and really get excited about the new techniques, and yeah, totally on board with that. So I think for people who don't particularly want to paint 40 million orc boys, but want to do orcs... Uh, for example, or paint, you know, a shop's worth of hormigants. <laughs> I've painted twenty, and that was well enough for me. <laughs> um, then it is a place, a, a way that you can go to sort of have a little dip into a towel or whatever, and, and and get your itch scratched, and then um, you know come back onto to the other armies that you want to spend time on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Actually. Uh-
1: I was just thinking then, you know, you could do a Zinch kill team and a Slaaneshi kill team.
0: And a... I'd love to do, like, guard... I think I'd love to do, like, a guard army that grew out of building multiple different kill teams so each squad had, like, a real character to it. And then by the time you have made four or five kill teams, you'd have a company.
1: I hope they do it so that you can just take Rambo not Rambo. Slumbo. S- Slime Marbo, Not Slumbo. Like? <laughs> <laughs> like? Yeah. I'm I making. think that would be ace. So he's just a one man kill team. Yes. They need to give him a bow and arrow. They do. they do. They do.
0: Somebody in 40k needs a bow and arrow. That
1: would be great. Um, I'd quite like to do a Black Tempers kill team.
0: Yeah. There's a chap on Instagram who's been, like, producing Primaris Black Templars, and because Space Force from my first army for second edition, but third edition was Black Templars, and that that, they stayed with me for years and years and years and um, taught me to find highlight edges actually. Mm. Um, And seeing all of their star, the heraldry, and, and he's using Grey Knight. Grey Knight components to give them two handed swords, uh, yes, <laughs> so much yes, <laughs> so um yeah, I can totally see where you're going with that, and you can get you can be quite free with black Templars. you can really there's a lot of hobby that you can or can't do, so you, you can look them really clean and go for the really clean look and they look great, or you can go for loads of like decorative heraldry and really sort of stretch your legs for checkers and and little bits of like the cross coming up on their armor and and you can weather them loads or not weather them loads there's so much you can do and there's so much room for sculpting because if you've got a normal model it's not too difficult to put on a, a you know a tabard um so I think I think black templars are a real I think they're really cool for hobby for I, modeling
1: I wonder if they'll have it set up so that you can do, like, your kill team versus, instead of just, like, kill team versus kill team, like, kill team versus a certain scenario. So one thing I really like about battle companies for Lord of the Rings is in the, in the battle companies campaign, the idea goes, you've got five or six key scenarios
0: mm.
1: where the, your fort the f- your foes are preset. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: even though you might be doing a dwarf battle company for the purposes of that scenario, you will play as the orcs. Yeah. So. And then in between that, you play the battle companies games against each other. Yeah. Well, it would be ace if they did some scenarios kind of like that. The the thing that was springing to mind then was how cool would it be to have a Sisters of Silence kill team. Going in against like some demon, a demon yeah. force, or you know yeah, yeah, that yeah. that sort of scenario. I mean, how cool would that be? Like Sisters of Silence, you could. Oh man, you could set it up, can you? you? Could have like your sorcerer make up like not even you know some kind of sorcerer, and then like cultists. So you know, like the way the Space Marine. Instead of having loads of Space Marines, it's just like one Chaos Sorcerer Space Marine. Mm. Um, who would obviously be like epic. And I just thought of another freaking cool idea as well, but I'll get to <laughs> that in a minute, right? So you have him and then you have his cultists and then there's like demons. And then there's like this, like when <laughs> this like fighter thing comes in and it's like got the kill team of them and they're like leaping out and like flaming, flaming demons and slicing it up. Just the sisters of silence yeah. or cassette. The other one was a fallen, a fallen. And a Dark Angel's kill team. Yeah, how flippin' ace would that be? Yeah, that he's like great. there in his governor's chair, and then it's like he can see it, like because he's got enhanced vision, and he can just <laughs> see one of those flippin' um, land speeder things. Raven Wing he's like, "Close the shutters, <laughs> get them
0: down, off
1: <laughs> <laughs> The wall blows in, like the Dark Angels coming in. Oh man, it would be amazing. Well, there you go. So. <laughs> Apparently, I've decided I'm going to do kill team. I was going to let that one go by to try and get to Titanicus. <laughs> oh, flipping it. <laughs> oh,
0: well. Oh, good luck now. <laughs> so kill teams coming out. I think, I think we have to talk about, we, we do, because we can't just be insanely positive about everything without looking at least at some of the drawbacks. Of what? Of killed him because. All right, yeah. Otherwise, it's not it's not a well rounded review of what we think is going to happen. But I think for when me, when did
1: we start doing well rounded reviews of anything?
0: Yeah, fair there, there's
1: only one well rounded thing about us. The belly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the cards, and I can see that being what well, I don't want it to be like. And we don't know yet, really. And I'll, I know daily they're talking about. um the different factions, but I don't want the factions to be like the Shadespire ones. That really restrictive nature to them. So they are a set of models that you have to conform to.
1: I would imagine, although I, admittedly I haven't read in depth the articles that are coming out, so this is just a guess really, that the cards will function more along the lines of the ones that used to be in 2nd edition 40k, like the War Gear cards and stuff.
0: I'm thinking more like the Necromunda ones,
1: actually. Uh, oh, yes.
0: Yes. I think that's how they... And I hope that's how they're going to work, so that you get that flexibility with your kill team. Mm. So if I want a kill team that isn't... Because, for, say, for example, the Space Wolf one that they've brought out is this five Reavers. Awesome. That's, that's the perfect kind of kill team, in a sense. But what happens if I want to have two Blood Claws, a Grey Hunter, a Wolf Guard, a Partridge on a Pear Tree... You know, a squad where it's all that kind of random. A bit like a Death, Death Watch. Watch. Yeah. Are they going to allow you to do that? Um, I hope so. Death Watch kill team, mate. Yeah. I just on saw your z- eyes light up. On, there. A z- <laughs> on a
1: zone Mortalis board yeah. going in against Tyranids or something.
0: Yeah. Oh. Good. Mate. The Gene's to Cults need a good stomping. They do. Oh. That terrible noise was me moving on the chair and not me farting. Just want to put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) I think think we've
1: become more lax in these four weeks.
0: (laughs) So what else have we got for forty k? Because it hasn't. It has been massively overshadowed by Age of Sigma. We've got the oh the forty k Monopoly. That should really go into the internet. The look on your face says everything. (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, I hate Monopoly.
1: Right. So the thing about that for me, do I want it? No. Will I end up getting it? And then just to make me look silly, because I said I didn't want it quite possibly. <laughs> um But more importantly, that is a game that is going to go and sit, probably in the works with a whacking great sticker on it that says was completely extortionate. Then we put it down to something middling. Now it's really cheap because that's just how the works works. Because everything's like that. So it'll all be p- piles of it in the works and it'll be in Argos and it'll be somewhere else. It um, won't, won't be in Toys R Us. No, it won't be. <laughs> don't, don't make me
0: cry. Sorry. Whoa. I know, man. I went there. Whoa. It, that is a shame, though. I used to love Toys R Us. Yeah. But Do you know the reason why they failed? Because it's too expensive. They didn't have a hobby section. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. So, um, Monopoly. My point being, <laughs> it's going to be out there. And if it, if it means that people that don't really know much about the Warhammer worlds pick it up because they collect, I don't know, different monopolies or they're out and they Oh, that looks interesting, whatever. And then it draws a couple people in. Yeah. That's what I like.
0: You see, if I didn't know anything about 40k and my kid, which he does, likes Monopoly and we were in Toys R Us and it's like, Oh, I want to get Monopoly, I want to get Monopoly. And I was looking at all the versions of Monopoly and there was like Monopoly, Monopoly, Monopoly and all the other Monopolies they do. And then there was one with a big badass spaceman on the front. I'd be like, that one. Every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So I can see what you mean. But, I mean, it's an interesting way. It kind of, for me, is a really big indicator of where how far Games Workshop has come with the distribution of their IP. Because they they used to be so restricted about who they would let touch their IP. But, but now they're happy... Which th- is really
1: weird. I think it's weird because from... I do understand the desire to protect it, right? Yeah. But when you consider... When I was towards the end of my time with Games Workshop, everything was so with regards to targets and the way the training for talking to customers and everything was very sales focused. Yeah. You know, if you do it in an event, you should be charging for that event, you know, all of this, but, but yet from the center, the IP was being held on to, you weren't seeing anything like the products you see now for introducing people into the hobby. It's all a bit odd. Um. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's lovely to see it. And, what I think I'm so keen on it because Games Workshop is clearly from the the more positive vibe about the sort of online community, the mm-hmm. Games Workshop, and from its bottom line sales figures that you know you can see because it, because they're they're on their website for you, for you to see and in the investor relations section, you know it is clearly doing uh, by the measure of any business very well. Its 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 share prices was the best that showed the best improvement last financial year of any company on the stock exchange, um, and its sales of of of, I think now more than doubled, you know, uh, over a sort of two periods. So so that's fantastic. I think what's really important though is they're clearly producing a lot more miniatures, so they're Mm. clearly getting miniatures to people who are miniatures collectors better, which is great, and I think. As is quite clear, because a couple of companies have unfortunately disappeared. I think they're getting people that have gone away from their games, for various reasons, back into their games. That is also fantastic. But what always sticks with me is when I was 12 and I went to Games Workshop, there were so many kids around the 8 by 4 table, so many, you were like jostling to get in to have a look. And when it was your turn, you had to play, and then you had to step back and could you bo- you couldn't really browse because it was like it was rammed with kids who who then went on to be the generation who are being reintroduced now or doing podcasts in sheds you know in a box in a box so it's absolutely vital to my mind that they continue to push and why i really love all the new sort of ways into the hobby mm. and things like monopoly and the computer games things that that hook people in, yeah, and discover the, the games, because the, the, the truth is, unless mm. somebody tells me o- otherwise, you know, and i vi- I visit games which are quite often, but games which aren't full like that anymore, except on maybe big releases, but, you know, every Saturday was like that. Um. And I don't know, you know, I hope that they look every week and the sales of those getting started products are just through the roof. And that was always our measure, just because yeah. it gave a good indication. But any anything that drives people to discover the worlds of Warhammer, because, uh, you know, I remember we used to say, like, the, get, the mission was to find all the people with the hobbyist gene. Yes, the hobbyist gene. Crazy collectors. Yeah. Yeah. And appeal to them, and they're doing a great job of appealing to different people. I wonder people if that and...
0: what you're talking about is not just a reflection of the high street in general. But that's oh a, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a kind of top a whole other separate podcast, isn't it? So what? Where are we at? I can reach across to get to the computer. Shall we move on to the mortal realms?
1: Yeah, there's the odd bit to talk about in there, isn't there?
0: Yeah, we could. Yeah,
1: I think it's time for refreshments, anyway. Yes, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Should we go and make Joe a cup of tea? Let's make Joe a cup of tea, get some ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) See (laughs) you guys to the mortal realm! For Sigma! Actually, in some ways, that where you've got that cloth, and it's a bit like a realm gate. Excellent. Forward!
0: Right, guys, we're back. I have my cup of tea in a Space Wars mug. I have mine
1: in a Star Wars coffee. May the froth be with you. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Good. That's a good mug, that. I like that mug. Right. So, um, oh, dude, we have, to, we tried, we did try to write down everything that there was to talk about that's come out in the last four weeks, and it's impossible. It is impossible. So, um, yeah. There's so much of it. Soul
1: Wars!
0: I think the best place to start is just with that incredible new box set. Yeah, so here's a cool story. Well, it's not cool. It's quite an
1: embarrassing story about me and my journey to the box set. So I decided I was going to be really good. So stereotypically you. Yeah, so I was going to be really good. Didn't need that box set because I don't play... um, well, actually, I did play Stormcast a little bit. I went, don't know where I was coming from with this idea, but anyway, I wasn't really playing my Stormcast. I got corn; don't need it. Just need the rulebook, so I ordered the rulebook. So then, I was at home and I was like, "Oh yeah, but the models are ace." Oh. So, get in contact and uh, change my order from the rulebook to the to the book to the box. Hurrah! Then I was like, "Oh, that's silly, though. I don't need that. I don't need that." So Ben Chambers decided to order a box. So instead of ordering Ben Chambers a box, I ordered a book for me, for him to have my box. And then <laughs> I pl- collected my book, and I and, and it sat on the shelf for three days in the wrapping. Bear in mind, this is a my heart knew. It just knew. So I ended up with a box. <laughs> so I have got the Soul Wars box, and I've opened it, and it's wonderful. It is isn't it, it is wonderful. And now that I have painted the Stormcast like up to another level, I'm really chuffed because I can paint up the Stormcast, get really excited, use my Minotaur ghost tints to paint the Night horn. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's why I bought them.
0: Is it? Yeah,
1: that's why I bought them. Because mm-hmm. uh, another thing I wanted to try with the Ebra.
0: I think um <sighs> I mean it started with Dark Imperium, isn't it? But it's very much the same look. They they understand that for the hobbyist, opening that starters kit is it's a real experience. You take the sleeve off and there's a little box full of the sprues that's separate and it has got beautiful artwork on it. And you take that out and then you're presented with the beautifully covered hardback rule book with this little kind of nestled in box bit, and then you open the side flaps and there's all the gubbins and extra bits, and there's just it's it's, it's fun to open. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is.
0: It's fun to open. Yeah, and as a product, it is it is it is what you expect. If I expect, if I get ninety five quid's worth of box, I expect it to have had attention paid to it. And the person who sat down and designed first the Dark Imperium box and this one, which I'm sure they did together at the same time, almost certainly the same concept. Here had a really good vision of what it was to open up a starters box because I remember opening my second edition one and it was just a sea of little little sprues because you didn't have like a whole big one, it was just little sprue mm. you know, all the orcs and there was so much in there and it was so excited and then you got all the sprues out and there was all the punch out cards underneath and it was just ridiculous and I was a super excited, like a chipmunk on a can of Red Bull and it was like <laughs> it's like over the hedge great film watch it 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 was it, it was the same i the same buzz opening box like that and it's the the rule book i've only just flicked to it cuz i got I've got mine today it's everything i wanted from the last one i was really disappointed with the last rule book i got to be honest i mean everybody knows if they've been if they've been unfortunate enough
1: to go back and listen to the early
0: episodes it's garbage mate it's, it's not. It's garbage. a poorly structured. It's a campaign book. That's all it is. is a campaign book. It's poorly structured. Yeah, and that campaign find... was the
1: first foray into the. I don't, don't care.
0: Right, release the campaign like, well, I book tell you
1: so what. Let's move back to being excited
0: no, about because what's here it, now. Because it it that lays the foundation for that. Because that book, I couldn't find anything. I wanted to find out about Stormcast. I just wanted to open a page and flick to the Stormcast bit. You can't do it. It is. It, badly structured it's a badly done book in comparison that is a work of art it is filled with background it's structured I knew where I was in the book out of instinct I just flicked to the pages I knew where the rules were I knew where the the, you know the the campaign bits were the, the battle plans it's filled with gorgeous artwork. It's it's just it's everything I wanted the last book to be. And the article in the White Dwarf that talks about like how they wanted each page to make you feel mm. by changing this you know, the the border artwork. I kinda didn't get it when I was reading it. I kinda I got it, I got where they were coming from, but when I was flicking through that book, it just made sense. Every page in that feels different. It, it invokes a different kind of feeling about it. So, um, they were
1: talking about this on the Stormcast, um, podcast. Yeah. With the guys that do like layouts and stuff for the books. And one of the things I thought was really interesting is so, so this page here. So this is what we're looking at is the, where one sort of section ends and then the title of the next section is Factions of the Mortal Realms. And they were talking about how they, they deliberately chose to take the colour out of the images and Mm. drop the images back a bit so that it was quite obviously a break in the book to the next section. And that was really interesting. I I just thought that was really interesting.
0: And Um, totally what I'm getting at with the the psychology of this book, the person who's laid this book out has written it as, this is the Age of Sigma book. Mm. If you got nothing else but this and sat down with this for a week, you'd know as much about Age of Sigma as most people. Yeah. And there's pages, like you're going through it. Sylvaneth, first Daughters of Cain, Idneth there's pages for each of them. And it is, I love it. I, I'm blown away by it. Absolutely yeah, it, blown away by it. It is wonderful. And it would be impossible, really, to get across all the details of it um, in a review, to be honest.
1: Because yeah,
0: there will be people, I, we'll be reading that and coming out with tidbits for a long time. A long time. Look at that. Oh, look at that board. <laughs> that's, so that's what it's about for me that's what it's about, yeah, and I flick into a page and being blown away by it, not going through and thinking what is this page what what piece of- inf- i mean I could get it down and we can compare the two. I really like the um
1: the little eighteen page rules booklet as well that yeah. comes with it. I think that's really good. I've found that weirdly easier to navigate than the four pages from before. I think because part of it's just the way it's done. Well, it's a book and also like things that are in boxes and boxed out are much more obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Because there's less of a need. Like, I suppose with the four pages, it was almost like crammed on.
0: Yeah.
1: So simple things like the terrain. Oh, this is funny as well. So I bought the new scenery dice. Yeah. Right. And my initial reaction, I was really grumpy. I was like, why use symbols? Why use symbols? Because why not just write on them like the dice that were already out there? Um, I love them. <laughs> I flipping love them. i the, for some reason, like just having the symbols has locked into my head what each symbol is and what the rule is. I, I don't That's know why that is, but well, I probably... just seem to have retained the, the information about those things. And and actually I'm now using scenery. My particular favourite at the moment is um so the Sinister Terrain, which gives you minus one bravery, setting up my uh sacrificial blood reavers next to that.
0: Do so they that know them, they're I'm, sacrificial? Are they briefed before the game starts?
1: They are there for corn, whatever <laughs> he brings. So then when my warrior priest blood sacrifice some and they have to take a bravery test, they get that much closer to dying off to get me a point, an extra point. At which, which sum- summoning? Oh my goodness! You the best thing about summoning is the furniture. No, that's 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 a different video. Does that make any sense? It does. It if you, does if you watch yeah. here,
0: request, yeah, yeah, good. Okay, yeah.
1: so moving back. So the it's best thing about summoning, 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 is the the collecting of miniatures thing. Yeah, because I really like the mortals. But in the previous edition of the game, definitely the demons held the upper hand, right? Gameplay-wise, yeah. Yeah, and I quite wanted some demons as well. But now I can collect a mortal army and just summon in the demons that
0: need. Do you reckon that will give, you, give thing, units like Karak Acolytes a new lease of life? For, quite for, possibly, for English, yeah. because actually, because They're gorgeous models, mm-hmm. and I think that they got kind of shelved a little bit, because... So many of the other units are just better. Mm. So it'd be nice to see them out more because they are really lush models. Mm. My spawn made a reappearance because he can die. <laughs> excellent, excellent, and endless spells. Well, that box—that box is weird, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot good, good weird, but weird. It's—it's it's not a game switch shop box. It's clearly designed differently. It yeah, it's me. odd. It's got a little handle. It's got a handle. It's, it's the it's, bag inside is yeah. different. I don't know what I don't know what their idea is with it. Whether like, because in a, in a way you're almost feeling like you could put your books in it and carry all your books in that box. To, to maybe make, I don't know how 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 robust it is, but it's made no. out of corrugated card. It's not it's not flimsy. No, and that bag. What's going on with the bag? I know, it's just random, isn't it? It's got like a little push fit sandwich bag thing in it that's, it's very nice, but. Maybe it is for sandwiches. Maybe some idiot would cut the top off and make it completely used to. Don't, I'm so flippin' (laughs) annoyed with myself for that. I just thought it was, I don't know whether I'm
1: more embarrassed by the fact I did that or about how upset I was that I'd cut a bag.
0: Right, well, it's, it's. I can, I can relate to that because I tore the box open I know, and I got all excited see as well. And then Joe <laughs> was Joe's like, "It's like, just a jo- box." Joe was like, "It's just a box,"
1: and inside, get I out of my see, he's Screaming inside, it's crazy. Oh, that was crazy. Oh, so, I, yeah, it's. I love it, mate. I have really enjoyed. I've played three games now. So I've I, no, no. You're, Ben's waving four at me because I have played four games, um, in July. Actually, no. He's waving for me. He is right. I have played four. I know. You I've told me earlier you played four. I played five altogether, but one wasn't Age sigma.
0: I know you told me that earlier as well. Oh, it? well. There we go. So, so listen, moving,
1: moving on. <laughs> so, I played four games. I've really enjoyed them. The first one against Dan Worsley, I was just a Muppet. Very cornate Muppet. I burned all my objectives and then lost the game because I didn't quite count up what I was doing. You so, no that was a bit silly. Um, then I played Stukar with his Nighthorn. That was great. Playing 2000 points against 2000 points Nighthorn. To be fair to him, like, he was completely new to his army and I just about won. So I can see me getting a slap in next time we play. Um, and it only came down to a dice roll and he rolled a one. So, um, but good game nonetheless. Uh, certainly summoning played a part in that. Um, then I played Ben Chambers and his Nighthorn and that was just hilarious, man that was the endless that spe- was when endless spells came and I and I got to see them and um it was fantastic it looked like on turn 2 I was running away with it until a giant pendulum swung in out of nowhere and cut in half five blood reavers <laughs> and my general <laughs> but the best bit was from a cinematic point of view that then gave me enough blood type points to summon a load of blood th- blood letters yeah which was just ace so yeah that was that was ace, man. The, the, the pendulum just looks fantastic. So that was really cool. And then I played Dan, uh, Wasley, really impromptu game. I was off work yesterday and um Harriet had just gone out. And I was like, I fancy a game. So I rang him up and he was free. And we, we got a quick 2K game in, in a couple of hours. Um, but we played, it was called Total Commitment. So I'm merrily getting out my Stormcast because I decided to use them because um i've the new book i had the new book um which is gorgeous and we'll get onto in a minute which is wonderful and uh i wanted to use the hallowed night rule so i'm getting out my storm i get the celestine prime and i'm thinking yeah i'll be up in the sky and i'll get all my power and then um you know i'll bring some retributors down and then total commitment anything that's set up off the board dies immediately so you can't do that. You have to set up the whole army on the board. And I was like, "Oh, damn!" So anyway, there's four objectives in the Does corner. That
0: count summon summonable demons. Uh, no,
1: it's a shame. Yeah. So, um, there four objectives in the corner. Dan's first endless spell was to put the the chain things, whatever they're called, um, shackles, in the middle of the board. So basically, we just had a big circle fight the outside. And again, really good game. Um, victory to the forces of, uh, of Sigmar on that one. That was good. So Spells are going to take a big part, you think? Hang on. I just have to go back. Okay. The, the Celestant Prime, hmm. he got shot by 20 Sisters of the Watch and 20 Gladeguard and charged by Draiker. And he not only survived, he turned around and beat Dryker into a pulp. <laughs> he was a legend. Right up until I charged the Sisters of the Watch, forgetting that they have a special rule which lets them shoot something that charges them. And then he died. <laughs> anyway, endless spells. Back to you. They're going to be a big part Actually, <laughs> the Stormcast <laughs> ones look amazing. <laughs> I'm not so keen on the whirly hammer thing. No, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Well I don't think it's helped by how it's painted. I think it would look better if it was painted ethereal, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Rather
1: than having like the physical hammers look like they've just been swept up off the floor and blown around. So I kinda tempted to put like a cow in there and stuff like that, like how to stuff. (laughs) 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 That's
0: awfully great, isn't it?
1: (laughs) So good. The little Arcanum
0: little... all the little dude running, sort of Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, right. like... ah! <laughs> oh!
1: love it. He's famous now on the Stormcast comic thing. Um, mm-hmm. What's the what's the comic thing called? Role models.
0: That's really funny actually. It's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, yeah the dryads.
1: Brilliant. Have you seen that one, the recent one with Dryads?
0: No, I haven't actually I It's yeah. great, you know the silly Stormcast. There's two in there, there's the
1: female one yeah. and then there's the, the male one that's a bit like and he um <laughs> He's chatting away and he's like Hail Sylvaneth, we shall fight against Sigmar. Ah a quiet one I see. Well not against Sigmar, for Sigmar. Quiet one oh. And then off in the distance there's two dryads watching him and they're like This is really insulting on so many levels. And he's just talking to a tree <laughs> <laughs> a normal tree. It's fantastic. <laughs> so um but but anyway, yeah, the Stormcast and the spells, the the comet that has crashed into the ground. Yeah, ace, isn't it? oh, it's amazing. A lovely model. Really want to get you got them. It? No, no. I no. really want to get them. Three of them for the gifts from the heavens, which is the one where the objectives come in yeah. partway through. That'd be great. And it's pretty cool in the game as well. So when it comes down, it has an area of effect that goes out to ten inches mm. and does mortal wounds. And then while it's down. For the rest of it, it goes out five inches and it's going like vroom, 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 a mortal wound in people. Really like that. Although, frustratingly, um, almost certainly deliberately, it's five inches and not six. Because I thought if you crash that onto an objective, and you've got to be within six to contest an objective. But if you were in six, it's just going...
0: Can you nullify it? I, th- I think you can just dispel it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've got a lot to learn with the new spells be honest. I, I, I mean, I just got the box and so the book is still in its cellophane. My favourite um,
1: description for the end, as well say, was that um, Rob, Rob Ellis was talking about it on um, On Pro Painted <laughs> describing Ravenick's gnashing jaws as as that giant Pac-Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's all. That's, he couldn't remember the name. It was a bit like us when we
0: are like... Oh. Well, it's so like, a giant packed down thing, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's very good. Right. Sigma book. Stormcast. <laughs> so I might have accidentally bought the old one as well as the new one, just because I thought there might be stuff in the old one that wasn't in the new one, and I was right. The little organisation things aren't in the new one, but... Wow. What do you think? What's your first impressions? I love it. See now, I'm, I am very, very happy with the new, the new look of the the Stormcast, supported by that fantastic modelling article in the New White Dwarf. That mm. more faces, more of their past. The guy on the front cover is my favourite piece of Age of Sigmar art. That dude is flipping amazing. Broken shield, there's blood on his armour. He's got his tribal tattoos. He he looks like. He is in the fight. There's a lot more character in them now,
1: isn't there? There is, and and also, like, joking aside, what you were saying about that first book, like, I I do understand what you mean, and yes, they were it was hard to navigate, and it, and it didn't really bits a bit a bit odd. Art, what I liked about it was like because of the artwork and the crazy mortal realmness. I liked all the like, you know, those things where it's like wheels of like descriptions Yeah. now yeah, like. Yeah. What I do feel with the newer books is it, it very much feels like Warhammer Age of Signal has grown up, so to speak. The book presentation is much neater. Um, really good. Full of full of great stuff um, about the realms and what's going on. Lots of little snippets in there. So there's a couple of bits which make me raise an eyebrow. In, there's a description in there somewhere which says, you know, Stormcast ultimately... Still have the same sort of ambitions and stuff as men. Um, that's interesting because that's exactly what the space marines had. And that's, and we know where that led with them. So we'll see what happens. But I, I do. I, I really like it. I like that the storm hosts have got some character because I've, right from when I listened to the, the, the hunt for Nagash, search for Nagash and the whole only the faithful thing. Mm. I I absolutely love the Hammers of Sigmar. Um The Hammers of Sigmar. I'm just flipping reading bloody. You've just seen a word about yeah, yeah, i just got Hallowed excited. Knights. the Hallowed Knights. The Hammers of Sigma are the main guys. So the Hallowed Knights really appealed to me and I painted my guys really basic and then the other day I got so excited and I painted one up. Making him into a proper Hallowed Knight, yeah. and I was so happy. I was so happy. And when I played with the Stormcast, like I just
0: we we were discussing it. Like I love playing with the Stormcast. Yeah, but i have never understood why you didn't make yours the Hallowed Knight. I thought they were because when I said to you, "Dude, what's all this Stormcast about?" It's all a bit X, Y, and Z. And you went, "What are you talking about?" And the first thing he said to me was, "Only the Faithful." At the top of your lungs, down the phone. Yeah. Yeah, but the
1: thing was at the time I I didn't have an army at all for Age of Sigma, so I was trying to knock one out really fast. Yes, and and that's why. But it niggled me and niggled me and niggled me that they weren't really the Halloween Knights. They were they weren't quite there. So I'm really pleased to have gotten there. Um, mm. Well, one of them. <laughs> there's a bit of a way to go. What I love about them, is there's so much variety. That's cool. There's so so much variety to play with. And you you've got that manoeuvrability around a the table. They're resilient. You can do the whole heroic. You know, when Dan and I were playing, and my prime was was holding out against all that shooting, I was on fire. I was so excited, mm. so engaged with the game. And um and we were saying like with the chaos, it's quite funny. I said like you don't want to be well, one would hope you don't want to be a crazy murderer. But you'd love to be a heroic, shining figure of awesome, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. So you can really engage with them. Um, yes, yeah, so I really like the character. I think the Hallowed Knights one, quite powerful and suits them really well. Um, so they can, their characters, if they die, can jump back into the fight. So that's pretty cool. There's some cool upgrades and abilities. The nice thing is that Tom wants to do a storm host and he wants to do, um, I can't remember which ones they are. They're the blue ones. Um, well, as it happens, because I have a book the here. Tempest can... Lords, possibly.
0: I think it could be. Dun, dun, dun. Knights of Vizier? Celestial Knights? That's the two blue ones on this massive sheet. Celestial Vindicators? No?
1: I don't know. Tempest Lords? Tempest Lords, yep. Yeah, it is the Tempest Lords. Yeah, he wants to do those, mm. which is Ace. So, um, that's good. And there's a lot more in there about like the flaws. Mm. So, like if Sigma takes a personal hand in the reforging, he can overcome the flaw. Can he? Yeah. So that that's not the problem. The problem is that how many have got to be reforged? I mean, it's 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 a phenomenal amount. That are dying and getting reforged and dying. And actually some of them, there's a, there's an interesting bit in, in the background where there's like these soul bridges and stormcasts that recognize that they have either done something that is undeserving of a stormcast and ended up dying or are so sort of shattered in mind that they, they, you know, if they were reforged, it would be a bit of a mess. Give up the remainder of their soul stuff to maintain these, like, soul bridges that take the souls or guide the souls of the Slain Stormcast back to the, the Anvil of Apotheosis. Really? That's quite a nice piece of background. Yeah, so there's there's some there's some real depth in there now. I love these. These Dracolines things, Dracolines. I just think they look fantastic. Yeah, they do. I really like them. So much movement. Um, really cool in the game as well. So if you put your hero on one of those, they can pile in an attack if they're six inches away. Isn't she an easy build as well? She is. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but so is that like massive wing guy with a scythe from the Nighthaunt. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. There yeah. well, oh,
0: they, they are. Ignore him. they night slip. They look really good with the purple and the cloaks. Yeah. Really, really nice. This is an impressive book, in almost every way, and I. One of the things that I, we mentioned this in the Deepkin book, but there is a lot of um
1: of painting stuff. It's going back to the the, the closer to the complete package, really. Like yeah. if you want to do stormcast, this is where you come.
0: Yep. Yeah. So there's different ways of doing the cats and war paint and step by steps on how to do one, two, three, four, four different loads of it. It's just great, it's a great, great book. And like I said, I mean I love I love the new style. The the kind of battered that tribal tattoos, all of it. Love it. Absolutely love it. This is this is this has blown away this that piece of artwork there. Was the final, like, wind of like blowing away all the cobwebs? Any doubt that I had remaining about Age of Sigma, that picture evaporated it like a nuclear weapon. Because that, I saw that, and I was like, "Why have I not painted my Stormcast?" That was the that was the catalyst. as like they need to be done because mm. he looks phenomenal. Yeah. And a lot of it is to do with taking that helmet off, bringing back the humanity to those guys, so that they are not just like mindless, faceless automatons in huge suits of armor. Really exciting. So, there's a few things more to cover and staying in time. The new release box sets, the mini ones really happy to see those mirroring the 40k ones and the previous iterations of, of the uh, Age of Sigma ones. So, like, um I don't know what they're called, but there's a the 25 quid one with the four easy build box sets in. Really phenomenal value for money, that is. There's 40 quids worth of models, straight off the bat. Again,
1: and it... <laughs> Just, I'm just stealing all the content of probane but it's because I've been listening to it in the car on the way down here One thing that um, Matt was saying and I, I'm tempted to agree is it seems a bit quick to then, to go from here they all are at £10 each to here now you can just get them all for 25
0: But they did the same um, for Dark Imperium, Did they? Yeah, pretty much uh, Yeah, pretty much but at the end of the day, you might not want them all. No, no, that's true. You know, you want, might want to just get one or two. Just seems a bit like if you just invested in them. Well, I have. And then, like, so what I might do is one, the, one of the box sets. I only got one of them because I had to get something on the release day; otherwise, I'd have exploded. I, I think we'll give that away as a giveaway, um, because I think getting all four of them for, four, for four twenty five quid is ridiculous. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, what I'm most excited about is um the £5 magazine. Yeah. has got a proper character on the front. Not just, like, one of the dudes, one of the foot troops. It, he is a proper character. So I suspect anyone who collects Stormcast will just be getting that, just for that. Frankly, yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. I think it's great. Absolutely brilliant. And he's a nice model as well. Hmm. He's also like gone back to whatever that guy's name is. Dalton. Flicking people off. Yeah. Comet sign. <laughs> right, so. See you in the community. While well, Dan's eating his ice cream. Uh, welcome nom, to, nom, nom, nom. welcome to the community section, guys. Um, so we thought we'd record this little bit because I think talking about events is is part of what this is about. And we're going to be at Geekfest tomorrow. It, we thought we'd go, so go through what else is coming up. And also because I am really keen to shout out at least two people every week. And that, that can get really tough. Because, I mean, I've got a list here, Dan. They're the people I'd like to shout out. We can't do all of them and do them all credit. <laughs> we can't. There's about eight, nine people. And I'm adding to it every single day. So what I'd like to do is start with um, a chap called North Fjorda. Oh, North Fjorda is a guy um, who I met at Golden Demons. So a really nice chap. Um, and his stuff is... What I love about it is it take? he takes models... In a completely different direction than I would, anyone that I know would. I mean, he's he's just his ideas. Like, for example, the um my f- my favorite of of recent times is the one he entered into Golden Demon was um I'm trying to find it on here for you, but uh is that him? No, that guy. So he's a rogue trader in different bits of um of Power Armor. Oh yeah. Just like the like kind of old space marine, that's cool. Renegade Space Marines from Rogue Trader, um where you know, there's the two guys sat in the in the in the bar with like bits of dodgy power armor on. He really reminded me of that. I think that is superb. Um that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. He he just takes things in a different direction than I, I think anyone does. Mm. Um Oh, uh, the genius to the cultist and Reeve Ram is, is another great example. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I, I would really recommend you guys go and have a look at him. Um, North Fjorder, um, Fjord spelt like a, like a Fjord. So, um, F-J-O-R-D-E-R. Um, cause I think his stuff is, I mean, look at that dude. He's, he's got a, um, ah, fire I'll slayer bet. on top of a, a Thunderwolf and just, <laughs> just works. It's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, have, have a check check him out and um should i just pick one on this list maniacal right i'm really impressed with this guy um because he does really ma- it's called maniacal um he runs a youtube channel as well as a painting um thing on instagram but he does really good videos that are there's no paywall mm. and they are really really good his new non metal metallic video is excellent. Um, it's technically excellent and it's funny. Made me laugh out loud <laughs> like a couple of times. Um, so, and I started watching him because of that. Which That's is nice, emp- Empress it? Champion for Black Templars done in, in non metal metallic. And it's a really nice bronze effect and a shiny black. So, he does some quality stuff, and he does quality videos to go with it. So I think he's, he's well worth a look. So that's my two. Do you have any ones you wanted to talk about? The
1: cross-jaw? Only just to push people back towards looking up the Mighty Brush again. Yes. Because that's just out of this world. Like, Raptor. The, that Raptor army is absolutely awesome. And growing like a... Like yeah, I know. It's the speed. Already. It's the speed. So, yeah, that's absolutely worth checking out, the Mighty Brush. Um and the other thing, randomly, and they they certainly don't need any showing out is Warhammer community. <laughs> this um this week particularly, Eddie and Martin did an article about getting armies done quickly.
0: Oh yes, I meant to talk about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Painting so hacks.
1: I really liked that, and I and in it, it just speaks to me because I just think army painting is a skill in itself. Yeah. And, and a really important one, especially in light of how much stuff is coming out right now. You know, you want to be getting
0: stuff done. Yeah. So yeah, check that out as well. I think. I really hope that that becomes a, like a regular. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. Cause I think it's great. It's, it's a really sound article. Um, good. So let's go on to the calendar. So obviously we'll put the links out to North Fjord and, and Mini article. Of course. Um, Podcast wise, you've been listening to Pro Painted, like.
1: Well, if I talk back. about
0: them anymore
1: in this episode, people will think I'm paid. Yeah. It's because I hadn't, I hadn't listened for a while as I was catching up on my audiobooks. I was finishing off listening to Mechanicum. Mm. Which, by the way, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I am flipping love that. So I happen to have listened to the last few while A of A- Sigma has been coming out. Um, and what I really like is the, the chatting about the different army projects and approaches to painting. You know, listening to the, the thought process going into some of the armies. Yeah. It's ace. It's really good. You know, and it's such, it's so well rounded because you've got, so Matt takes part in like the gaming. Side of things, as well as being a really good painter, Rob's doing his BellaCore, which is really exciting, um, and I yeah, I just can't wait. Uh, and Ian's knocking out different things left, right, and center, so it's just really good, good to listen to. And yeah. I and I always pick up like little snippets and
0: stuff and ideas. I I find the only drawback with Pro Painted is that um, when I'm driving, I need to take notes. <laughs> yeah, and I can't. I need like a like an Amazon thing in the car where you can talk at it and it would write down what Ta- you're
1: talking of amazon
0: anyone that's listened to the recent
1: episodes will know what i'm talking about but you've always got to look out for your recommended further products because if in recommended further products there is a dead fox you are buying weird stuff
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um the other one i'd like to mention and i think we mentioned this right early on when i was trying to get into Age of sigma i started listening to him but i find podcast really interesting and thoughtful and I, I do enjoy them a great deal with scrooby and wells scrooby and yeah. wells um they're very tactical very in-depth looks at, at the, you know at the hobby in a kind of thoughtful sto- slow and steady way and i really enjoy them um so I, i'd recommend him and because it is effectively just him and the people he brings on, um, for as, as a listen to. So, moving on to the calendar, thank you very much, guys, who are contributing to this. Because it's it's being it's now got one or two other people who are adding events in, which makes it a load easier for us. Because we really don't want to miss people's events because we get a lot of feedback, but people find it helpful. Um, so Let's go back to where we are. So we've got Geekfest this weekend. Um, Forge World Open Day next weekend. Forge World Open Day next weekend. Um, Gaslights Games like where's that being held? That's on Friday. That's a curtain games. Oh, excellent! Gaslands is using uh, micro machines effectively. Wicked. Some of the modelling stuff that people do in hot, on Hot. I've seen some really good ones recently yeah. where they'd actually managed to do it so
1: it looked right. Yeah. Because I've seen a few where it's just like, I've just got a Lascan and slapped it on top of a
0: <laughs> yes. Ford Escort. Yeah. And I'm like, what's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> but Yeah. Um, Battle Group Southwest War Games Show is on uh, at the Tank Museum. That's next weekend yes. as well. I I'm...
1: <sighs> There was a toss-up. Yeah, I bet there if was. If it wasn't yeah, yeah. that Titanicus was on the cusp, then I think that would have won. Can mm. you imagine, though, right? This is coming from somebody who's who went to Bovington Tank Museum and then mere weeks later purchased <laughs> an armoured vehicle, right? that I, sh- I cannot go to a war game show surrounded by tanks no because okay, you'd be war- i will walk round the corner and buy a chieftain <laughs> well it's it's gonna it's things like you, i can see what would happen i'd come in and there would be king tiger warlord games that's it bolt action everything i'd have loads of it then i'd go around the corner and there would be comet tank oh Flames of War, oh, that as well, and it would just <laughs> go like that all the way around. It, oh my goodness,
0: it'd be no, it too would, much. It would, it would be tough. It would be tough. So um, Saturday, the fourteenth of July, is also Horus Heresy Campaign Day at Curtain Games. Oh, um, uh, Forge World Open Day somewhere. I think that might be somewhere up north. I <laughs> know you've I'm been so going insane. all about. I've it. heard that they're
1: going to be you're going to get to demo Titanicus, really? Yeah, yeah. The And there's going to be, and there's going to be obviously Adam Troke's going
0: to be there with the Middle Earth team. So that that's going to be frustrating because, but no, you'll be able to. Re- you'll we'll be able to record after that. Yeah, cool. Um, Attack 2018 is on the 21st and 22nd of July. Um, always a great event and uh, it's done by the Devizes District War Games and looking back through the website is, uh, and, and feeds that's been really good in the past, I've never been but everyone I've spoken to who has been I said it's good so that's that's one worth going to uh, the Star Wars Armada Store Championship 2018 on Saturday 21st of July at Curtin and Turanian Open War at Terra Games which is awesome. Which and we must visit. Yeah, we must do. Yeah. I, really
1: want I just want to say again, I know you said thank you already to people that are, but if anyone is running a club, um, or or a store, or you know, we don't um <clears throat> we we aren't you know, as long as it's war game related, yeah. let's get it on the calendar. So and the easiest way, really for us is we can give access so you can put your events yeah. onto the calendar. Um, and then just and then highlight could, the ones you want yeah, us to and talk then, about. Yeah, yeah, highlight the ones you want us to talk about. Because, you know, at the end of the day, there's loads of places you can go to find this stuff. But I, I can remember wanting to look up Wargame shows. And there are a couple of good um, clubs that, that do listings. Mm. But we want, you know, we do want to build this into something that people can just go and put all their stuff onto. Um, if, so make things easier for everyone. It's all about making things easier for everyone. Yeah. The commun- make the hobby as accessible as possible. All this stuff. So that, you know, you can think, oh, I fancy
0: doing something. And have a look at weeks. So I'll have a look, see what it is. I do it. I have a look, see what's going on. Yeah. And because it's a Google calendar, you can, you can sort of add it into it. Yeah. Add it into your calendar. So you can literally subscribe to it. If you yes. Want to. Yeah. Um, excellent. So. My, yeah, happy with that. We're only doing two weeks into the future. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing super massive coming on the. And we just double check what. Oh, there's a sc- thrown of throne of skulls on the 28th and 29th. Uh, Middle Earth Battle Company's campaign day. That's a Warhammer word on the 5th of August. So, other than that, there's no whopping events coming out over the next four weeks. Ace. So yeah, huge shout out to the ones that we've spoken about. We'd we we can not talk about everyone we absolutely love, because um we'd be here for two and a half hours, I think. Oh Easier. so one of the great things about <clears throat> the community
1: now with the internet, for all of the, the stuff that's frustrating where you see the negativity or the just people being rude, which drives me mental, that that is nothing in comparison to how much awesome stuff, you know, you can just sit down and grab your phone and see inspirational stuff straight. It's amazing. It's amazing. Mm. Um, what what people are doing and posting, and it's so inspiring. I love it. It's great. Um,
0: I can't do it during the day. If I flick through Instagram in the day, I'm completely distracted from work. <laughs> I just sit there thinking, I want to go home. I want to paint a model
1: because it is so inspiring. Yeah, you don't want to accidentally like prescribe. Lamy a medium or something,
0: do you? So you need will, to... yeah. yeah, people would like stressed out, go ahead and paint a model. Yeah. Does not work it was for me or it should work for everyone else? <laughs> um excellent. Awesome. So hopefully now this will segue nicely and um smoothly into us talking at Geekfest Um we should have already done some talking at GeekFest as well as part of the community. And then
1: we'll do some more in the wilds.
0: Yeah. Like that we'll do that that makes sense because that's what we said we would do in the mortal realm yeah i'm fully confused now so
1: it's okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: right um into the words Wild. just need to say actually
1: just a health warning because i talk a lot about refreshments okay do not uh, while listening to the podcast eat an entire tub of ben and jerry's because i feel quite unwell <laughs>
0: Can't imagine why. Right, off we go. Right, guys, welcome back. Um, And we are into the worlds. And um, we've got two things to do in this section one is to fill it up with stuff that we've seen at Geekfest, which we will talk about at Geekfest. Um the other one is to talk about a rather awesome idea, I think, which is called Modelbox. So for those of you who don't know who Modelbox is, they're a company that is a subscription company where you pay a amount every every uh every month, which varies depending on how many months you buy, and um and you get sent a box of models. Now this one's theme is war. So the box is filled with um, World War II stuff. I'm assuming that the last one might have had World War 1 or or whatever. It doesn't doesn't really matter. But every month you get a theme, and then they cram literally as many models as they can into a box. Even to the point where this time they took some of
1: the models out of the packaging they were in to fold the packaging down to get everything in.
0: Yeah. And um, in the box, we got Two paints, a G.I. A GI rocks. G.I. Is th- rocks, he's like a fox. He's a fox, dressed in military uniform, which uh, I think it's been made specially for them, actually. Yeah, it's their thing. It's their thing. He's really cool, actually, um, as a model. Bit of a laugh. And um, we've got a, a squad from Bolt Action and... sto I can't say that. Can you say that? Stoessies is as close as I've got it. Stoessies. S-T-O-E-S-S-I-S is Heroes. Um I reckon there's over 30 quids worth of stuff in Easy in that box for about 20-something quid. 20, 20, 22. 22, 22 20 quid. Um, so you're making a saving every month. What I like about this is it was like Christmas. Hmm. It was like opening a present to myself. So... It is uh, unboxing it was really exciting because you just don't have a clue what's in it. And then you open it and you're like, oh, look what I've got. And I'm looking at all the models and I'm getting really excited. And it it, it kind of takes you to places where you you wouldn't go normally. So, for example, the Stoessi's Heroes, which is one of the things in the box, is um, a small company. Oh, I'll read it out because what they give you is a, a sheet which talks about everything in it. So, Stoessy's Hero is the product of Thomas Stoessa, who in 2014 wanted to create high-quality World War II characters. Well, he's done that. That's for sure. His unique and epic style on real-life characters from World War II is something to behold, and hopefully you'll feel the same way when you've painted yours up. Included in our box is one of 18 variations of Stoessy's Heroes. Now, I would never have bought one of those models. Well, I wouldn't have even known they existed. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So, I wouldn't... Firstly, wouldn't have known he existed. And then if I saw them on the internet, I'd have thought, oh, that's pretty cool. But I've got other stuff to do. And i probably... I'll get around to that. I'll put them on my bookmarks so if I ever do bolt action. But I've got sent one. I've got a German chap mine called Fritz Christen. And he has come with a little bit of like a little background in it, dude. He's got yeah, a little... Good, tells you all about him as an actual real-life human being. Um, great product I will probably be buying them. if he does a model for Jack Churchill for example I'm all over that, it's got the broadsword and longboat I'm having it um, I, mine was German themed so I also got a, a squad of mountain infantry which is really rather nice actually um, so I think it's probably worth saying
1: um, so George who's, who's behind Model Box um, really kindly uh, he's mad enough to listen to the podcast, which is great. So that's the first thing, but he got in contact and said, guys, I'd like to send you these boxes and for you to talk about them on your podcast. And that is, is what he said essentially, isn't it? Yep. So really kindly sent us both a box to talk about on the podcast. Yep. Um, out of the blue, which was nice. Um, so I got, um, a British themed one. So I got the fox, um, couple of paints from Vallejo in there. Um, some chindits and, uh, a Stelesi hero as well. Uh, and again, really lovely models. The, the paints in particular appeal to me, and, and I'll tell you for why, because I think this is one of those things where if you're quite set on what you're doing within the hobby, yeah, miniatures wise, it might open your mind a bit. It might open your mind, but that depends if you want your mind open, which ultimately is whether you, you know, whether you decide to go for it or not. I think for me, the box I will be looking out for is one that's more sort of hobby products. So like, cause he does a different theme, doesn't he, each month? Yeah. So when I spot that the theme coming up is basin, for example, if that was something that happened, I'd be all over that because I'd want to see different things within basin. But right now I'm very focused on doing my my corn or my storm cast. And actually what happened was I was like, Oh, these are cool and I wanted to go off and do those. Mm-hmm. Um So I think In the past, then when there's been periods where I'm not really sure what I want to do, I just go boom and have all the boxes. But what I like is you don't have to subscribe all the time. You get the best price for that. Yeah. You can just go in and pick and choose the box. Yeah. Which is really cool because then you still get that Christmassy feeling like you said, but yep. at least you know it's in the ballpark of what you're interested yeah interested in going for. So it's good that there's a range of different options. Yeah. For how to how to go about picking up the box. But it's I, a pretty cool idea. I mean it's exciting, don't get me wrong, it's 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 really exciting. Um I'm really impressed with it that. I, I I know did, you, you
0: I've 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 not um I hadn't even thought about it beforehand. Genuinely hadn't, and now I've completely changed my mind on them, totally. Because there's there's stuff in that box that that that, that mountain inventory box, I would never have bought. No, ever. And now I'm really I'm actually genuinely really excited about painting them. And I think that's the point. I think that is because it goes back to what we were saying in the hobby desk that there are models out there. I think if I bought that box, I may not paint everything that they ever sent me. Chances are I'll paint. I might paint 50 or 25% of it. The other stuff might go in your bits box, or. You know, all that could just genuinely be your hobby every month. What more of it. You just get that box and paint it. You know, and that, that would be your hobby. Um, but for me, I'd probably pick and choose what I got out of it and, and pass the rest on. But there will be things that I will get sent that I'd be absolutely in love with that I would never have even known existed. And that really excites me. Well, it's
1: interesting. The website says, Modelbox is designed to introduce you to companies and miniatures you wouldn't necessarily try or even know about. Yeah. So there you go. So success. S- success. <laughs> tick. <laughs> tick that box, <laughs> yeah. so um it's www.yourmodelbox.com. Yeah. Is the website. Definitely... You know, go check it out because if nothing else, George is a really nice guy because he got out there and sent this stuff out um, so that we could talk about it and, and bring it to you. And that's just, yeah, you know, it's really trusting and just really appreciate it. Mm. I don't know what on earth we've done to just <laughs> that for twenty six episodes.
0: No, well, I, I, in fairness, I think they like. The People listen to us for 26 episodes still amazes me, genuinely. <laughs> but there we are. Um, so we highly recommend him. I hit all the model box. Um, go and have a look at because if you, if you read the website and you like their objectives and you think, yeah, I'd like a bit of that, the stuff they are sending out meets those objectives very nicely. And we've both got different ones and, and we're, you know, they're both. Um, tick those boxes.
1: Absolutely. I'm. Well, we'll see. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm super tempted. Just for six months. Yeah. Even <laughs> though, even though mere moments ago I was like, I'm, not... I'm focused on my corn, but.
0: The thing is It about would it... tie
1: in well with what you told me I
0: need to do, which is do some different bits. Isn't it? If I go out for lunch. For one day in co-op it costs me like a fiver now so if i just got off my ass and made a pack lunch i could for like four days and i could afford to buy a model box
1: so so actually now we're even offering advice on financial ways to afford <laughs> these things make 20, a pack 20, lunch twenty-one ninety-nine. that's a bargain in it and that's, that's just... if you subscribe for 12 months
0: but you do get over 30 quids worth of product in there. Oh, Easy, yeah, I do. Easily.
1: The value-wise, there's there's no doubt about it. I genuinely it. don't know how he does it. Well, I presume... He buys it in bulk, I guess. Well, I presume there's an element of companies... Trying to get the stuff out of there. Yeah. But that is a
0: presumption. I mean, that... Yeah. Well, excellent. Is there anything else on the website that piqued your interest?
1: Well, I'm just looking through. I mean, I was looking at the... The pricing plans um, see even then look, if you just do it repeating monthly it's £24 it's not bad is it so you know just to give it a shot they're on Instagram you can follow them on Instagram
0: yeah and they've got a really good
1: idea so um, here we go look at that see now that is exactly what I'm talking
0: about I just saw one before it sort of flipped away out of my screen because my phone's being a they do unboxing videos, so they encourage people to do okay. videos of un- unboxing, and they—they, they, I found those really helpful. Go, oh, it's not iPhones do. I'm rubbish.
1: just a te- technological moron. Basically, I saw a box that was all like basin bits and bobs, and like that, I really like the look of. God, Oh dear.
0: Lovely jubbly. Um, did you want to talk about that game that you played?
1: Yeah, so I played, um, with Chris, a game called Draco- Draconis. Yeah, I think it's called. Um, it's by a French company. Um, and it, and it, it's a miniatures, well it says it's a miniatures board game, but you play it on a gaming table, just like, um, just like you would play Age of Sigmar. Uh, really interesting mechanic actually. So it uses D10s. But it it works on this time chart thing, which Chris is probably like, if he's listening, going, what? Why can't you remember the name? But the idea is you each have a token on this time wheel. um, And when you take an action, so say you wanted, it's your go, and mm. you get to make two activations with a unit. And they cost different um, periods of time. So... If you want to just move, basic move is one. Charging is two. Uh, sorry, charging is three. Um, shooting is one. So, say I, I shoot you and then I charge in. I would move my little piece, like four forward on this time wheel. Yeah. Um, and then, say it was your turn and and you... Because your counter is behind my counter, you get the next activation. Yeah. So now you choose what you want to do. So if you just moved twice, you'd only be on two and I'd be on four. So then in the next activation, it would be you again. So you go again. So the idea is balancing out. You've done all this, so it's used up this much time.
0: Yeah. And then the other guy gets the chance to catch up with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the miniatures are cool. I mean, they're not amazing. They look great in their book because they're painted really well, like in the confrontation style. Mm. Really nice. Um It's quite hard to get hold of now. Um Chris ordered a dragon off them. It's about 60 quid and he's been waiting for it for months. Um Really? Yeah. That always worries me, that kind of stuff. Is it months or have I made that up? It's quite a long time. Like he, he that he remarked to me that it was a long time.
0: Yeah, that maybe, that kind maybe of weeks. Stuff always. But he
1: said it was quite funny because he rang them up and he was like, <laughs> to send me my dragon." They're like, "The person who does the shipping is sick.
0: Go <laughs> down like, to the <laughs> warehouse, <laughs> he get helps. the dragon off the shelf,
1: put it in the box, and send it to me." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't know quite what's happened there, but yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a. It was different. I enjoyed it. I think it's always the same thing with me, though. I'm. It was funny, actually, because I said to him before we started, I was like, because I, I've got the thing that ticks the fancy box for me. Mm-hmm. And I've got a thing that ticks the sci-fi box. Anyway, partway through, I'm like, where's that catalogue? Hmm, that's quite interesting. And I'm
0: like, no, no! <laughs>
1: Put it down!
0: Yeah, yeah, know exactly what you mean. Right, so let's head off into GeekFest and see what else we can see around absolutely Um, and uh, we'll catch you afterwards okay guys so um,
1: Dan here with Ben we're sat in the car after our rather exciting time at GeekFest today it's Um, hot it is is so hot (laughs) it is hot
0: Uh, that was awesome it was it was
1: totally not what I was expecting I don't know what I thought I was expecting no but it was great to see Stormtroopers and right. a Batmobile
0: and a Colonial Marine
1: and a Colonial Marine and yeah. a tank and, and a Jedi
0: and a flipping awesome Halo costume. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: really good. Yeah, that was great. And, and it, all in the mining museum. Yeah, I was actually fairly interested in the museum behind it all as well.
0: Yeah, it's, it's worth coming along, to, you know, to see that when there's when there's no one there because the museum is interesting. Hmm. But it's great to see. Um, it's great to see the sort of Southwest community all out. There's a whole, there's a whole room full of board games, board gaming, tabletop gaming that was going and full all day long. Yeah.
1: Talking of that, I um, I got to talk to Gavin from Warmaker Games. Yep. Um, and I had had a go at um, Jane Austen's Matchmaker, <laughs> <laughs> and it was fantastic. <laughs> it was really good. I I really enjoyed it. Um, card game uh, where you you work to make matches um, and gain
0: points, and
1: at the end, the the guy, well, the person with the most
0: most wins. You mean matchmaking? You're talking about couple coupling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a Jane Austen novel. Yeah,
1: like a Jane Austen novel. So, <laughs> like I know, I know, there are people listening thinking. What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, Where was the bolt gun, dude? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It's really good. Um, I'm looking forward to to playing it with Harriet. Yeah,
0: it sounds like the sort of game that's yeah, probably more more appealing to um, to a wider range of people. To be honest. Yeah.
1: So I was talking to 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 Gavin about that. And he the said, war. Like,
0: <laughs>
1: "What he was saying? Was there's a lot of um, a lot of people who buy it, say, so, so for their partners, but they want to play it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I can totally get that. Because actually, what I really... I love playing games.
0: Yeah.
1: And I love spending time with Harriet. Mm. So I like being able to combine them both. Yeah. And I think this is something she'd really enjoy. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, okay, maybe it's a bit stereotypical, but I don't really care. Because it means I get to play games with Harriet. Yeah. So it's me good. Um <laughs> And she's, you know, I'm sure she'll enjoy when Mr. Darcy comes up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he like one of the highest scoring cards? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. He's, he's good on um, everything. Does he get a wet t shirt bonus? What? No. He gets, he gets, um... some <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Have you <laughs> you have read the book,
1: right? He's great for love. He's got loads of money. Um, he's got loads of, uh,. Property. I, it's property. It's a little house. It's not property, but I cannot remember. I'm so sorry, Gavin, if you're listening. I just couldn't. I couldn't remember when we were playing either. Um, but he's not so great on the charm. No, because he's a. He's it's a, really clever like that.
0: <laughs> sorry, that's my view of him. Right. Um, what else did we see? We saw some. Um... Well, we spoke to Bob. Yeah, we from, just speak to Bar, Barb. Yeah, red, in Red
1: Ruth, Barb's Models and Games. So, so I was chatting to her about events, mm. um, and they're really trying to do some more. So, one of the things that's really challenging, and I'm sure any of you guys that are listening that that run a store um, holding games such as products is stuff goes out of date.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I felt really sorry. For, she had a couple of copies of General's Handbook 2017. Yeah, you know, which, to be frank, you you might as well throw them away. Yeah. Um she had the Hobbit rule book 50 quid You know, it's all money that's tied up in stuff and gameswitch have a stipulation you have to hold a certain yeah. range of things and she said to me you know it's trying to get the balance because if she doesn't buy stuff in then people, people come in off the sh- shop off the off the street and they don't they don't see stuff and they don't pick it up um so they're trying to do some events just to get the community active and involved and provide somewhere for the community to meet mm-hmm. and then Hopefully, any decent human being that is lucky enough to have a bit of disposable income can then use that to support the shop.
0: Um, so that's what it is about building communities. It's yeah. always about building communities, and shops like Barb's are—they um, are a pillar for wargaming communities. Um, I hear loads of great things about the events, so um, looking forward to, to going down and, um, and doing one at some point. Well, that's good, because I've signed you up okay. um, for a few. Which
1: one? No, I haven't really. I, I'm, I just said that you'd be more likely to, to yeah. come down, because you're nearer than Well, me.
0: as long as it's one I know the rules for, that's fine.
1: Well, that, that's nothing.
0: That's true. That's true. It yeah. is true, yeah. But
1: you still, got, you still scored higher than me in the A-H Sigma tournament we went to, so...
0: And what does that say about you, Dan? That you should be playing Sigma?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Cool, so... Um, oh, is there anything else? It's just been really busy, hasn't it? So, had some awesome nachos. Yes, we did have some awesome nachos. Awesome, so we'll hand ourselves back to past us's in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Bill and Ted. Oh, we, we,
1: this, we have cobbled this episode together so much. Yeah, well, that's it's, all right. It's like we had a bit of time off.
0: Well, it's assuming that people pe- people don't find... I'm sure they don't find us all oh, that professional, so Mate, it's perfectly in character to do the episode. If they
1: they do think we're professional, as soon as they see any pictures, (laughs) (laughs) or or, or watch that
0: video, (laughs) or watch that crazy video. Right, guys. Well, thank you very much. We'll speak to you soon. Hi, guys. Welcome back. So that draws us to the end. Episode 26. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, As ever, love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, post, pigeon, whatever else catches your eye. Dan's gone into phone mode. He's found something interesting on his phone. Um, at the Two Piece Podcast is our, is our handle. Send us a message. Send us pictures of your models. We love other people's hobby. That's what it's all about.
1: Absolutely. And don't forget as well, if you are listening to the podcast and you enjoy a bit of social media, and you'd like to interact a bit more, we do have the group. Yeah, we, we do. Group. And there's a few people, um, that, that post up stuff quite, quite often. Um, and thank you so much because it's ace. I it
0: love is, it. I yeah. love it.
1: There's nothing quite like when you're at work and you're sat there thinking, this is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone going ding and somebody news posted in the forum and it's something that inspires me and then I can respond and, and you know, catch you through the next hour. Uh, yeah it's great
0: yeah absolutely absolutely awesome um, if you have anything you'd like us to talk about give us a shout otherwise we will just continue to ramble incoherently about whatever comes into our tiny little fragile minds bye <laughs> see you for episode twenty-seven.